Welcome. Welcome to the joke workshop. Yay. You tell me. <laughs> Good. Well, can you hear? Put the headphones on. There you go. We have a very special guest host today. Everybody clap it up for special guest host Josh Kotsky. Yes. Hi, so great. Yes. Learning the ones and twos so quickly for me's and you's to be able to practice our jokes here today at the joke workshop. The way the joke workshop works, there's going to be some comedians that will be getting comments tonight. And uh, Josh will let you know who those comedians are. And then when you give them comments, you're nice. You pay attention. And then you give them helpful hints and tags and things on these microphones. Find a microphone always because it's also a radio show. Uh, I'm usually your host, Pam Benjamin. Hi, everybody. Yay. But today I'm just a comic. I'm just like everyone else. But again, Josh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for doing this so that I can go to the fireside and uh, have do a show over there. Woo. All right. Start my time. Cool. Uh, they say you are what you eat. I just got my 23 and me back. I'm 72% Trader Joe. The other 28% is Trader Giotto. <laughs> Everything is Trader Joe's. I know you all love Trader Joe's. I mean, right? You trade. We all eat. On three, we're all going to say our favorite thing from Trader Joe's out loud. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Al Al I'm so glad that you said alcohol because seriously, people usually go, uh, black licorice. I'm like, you freaks. Oh, the black licorice is pretty good though. I do, I have a fetish for that. Uh, usually somebody says something about peanut butter filled pretzels. Those are magic. But the alcohol is the biggest magic of all. Right, my dear Charles Shaw, you are so great. Never failing to inebriate. Yeah, I have an ode to Charles Shaw. You guys don't like two buck chuck stuttered ignorant lush not knowing of your unique crush. New bottled flavor every quarter. I might become largest supporter despite slurring on street corners misunderstood. I hold thee to the light and view the loveliness of crimson hue $2 tag less plush by far than other favored PBR. Your red cape flutters down my throat so good. No one else <laughs> writes poems about what none of, none of you are alcoholics. Have you ever been to um, Costco? The alcohol in Costco. <gasps> Did you know that you don't even have to be a member to get alcohol at Costco? This is a strange rule. You don't actually need to be a member to get alcohol at Costco. Yes, you can go in and say, I'm just getting alcohol. You also need, don't need to be a member to get churros. But so I used to walk down the, um, the alcohol aisle and I'd, I'd get to the to the maker's mark, you know the maker's mark, and the big bottles, and they're only like $19.99. And the whiskey, I love whiskey. And then each one of them has its own unique red dripped wax, and I sit and look at them all, and I say, which one of you wants to come home with me? Which one of you boys wants to be inside me? And I get a little bit misty in the aisle. None of you are real alcoholics. Come on! Are you really? Yeah. But no, this isn't, you have time later. This is my time. This is my time to talk about Costco and why my mom isn't proud of me. Uh, I had a dream the other night that Bjork was my therapist. You two probably don't know who Bjork is, but I know you all know who Bjork is. And I looked up at her and I said, Bjork, why is my mom not proud of me? And she looked down and said, your uterus is made of clouds and the polar bear only steps in the same river once. Don't let parrots lie to you. I used to be a poet. I used to be a poet, it's true. 
No, I thank you. Yeah, honk me. I'll end. I'll end with another poem. Do you want a sad poem or do you want like a love poem? Love poem. Okay, love poem. So this is for all. I have a beard fetish because I used to um, have to be in love with Jesus. Um, so here's a poem called Beard. There's a city in your beard, rows of tiny houses filled with clever pundits whispering how to live, confusing my fingers when I dig for skin, gardening invisible bonsai. I'll keep reaching till I find your jaw, longing to rent in your ghetto. I know it's not funny, but I, I am a, I'm putting the man back in romantic. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend I'm non-binary now. All right, thanks so much, everybody. Yay! Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Do you want to give me comments on the Charles Shaw poem? Um, sure. Uh, I think maybe just like one line, cause I think just without context, I like I wasn't sure. I know we talked about, it, but like off the cuff, I don't know what Charles Shaw is. So maybe just like <gasps> you don't know just what one Charles set, Shaw is. Wow. Just one thing, which is like Charles Shaw, two buck Chuck, and then and then go to it. Right. Uh, right. Charles Shaw. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the that's in the poem. Two buck Chuck stutters ignorant yeah. lush. So if I if if I ask somebody in the audience like what do they call it and someone goes two buck Chuck and then I go two buck Chuck stutters ignorant <laughs> lush and so I, I can use the uh, audience as a way to inform of that. Thank you. Uh oh, wait. is this working? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I don't. Yeah, I'm not good with poetry. Sorry, but uh, I was gonna say for like the maker's mark thing we were talking about the wax trippings. Like I like I like that when you talked about that because like that put that image in my mind. So I think there's more there. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. I do love whiskey. Yeah. Awesome. There's a there's a joke that tags with that too because um, I have with um, you know the things they put on the side of your Facebook to try to sell things to you. There's two I always get, and it's bullet bourbon delivered to your door for 19.99, which is like totally on brand for me. But the other one is always Christian mingle, which is funny because I put I say fuck Jesus a lot in my status updates, and I think they're getting the context wrong. <laughs> but okay, you guys are. Do you have a comment? Comment, please, please yeah. tell me. The poem, um, uh, I, um, I'd say like, I'd say like, uh, say end it. I say end it like, like so. End it like in a punchline. Like, talk about well, Jesus. If if fucking I, Jesus, because like, beard. At the end of the poem, usually is that couplet, which is my dear Charles Shaw. You are so great, never failing to inebriate. So maybe if I, instead of doing that at the top, do it at the end, then it can be like the poem has its own punchline, maybe. Inebriate. Inebriate. Low job. <laughs> it's not funny unless I talk about dicks in my mouth. Fair enough. Penis. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, guys. This was really fun. Yay. Shall I, shall I just introduce you? Uh, yeah, I'll probably get my time in. Fuck then. yeah. Your next comedian, he is hosting the show. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. There is way more work than I thought going into that. Pam is the absolute best. I don't know how she does it. Um, I, had, I had COVID uh, for a couple weeks. I'm all quarantined stuff. I was uh, talking to my mom and my grandma about co what COVID's like. I was just like, you know, I'm just tired. I don't feel great. And my mom was like, oh, so it's kind of like mono. Uh, and I was like, I don't know. I've never had mono. And then my grandma's like, oh, I've had it three times. Like, damn, <laughs> damn, grandma, you a freak. 
Uh, I spent my time wisely. <laughs> spent my time wisely during my quarantine. I played an entire season of MLB 17 The Show. That is 162 games of virtual baseball. Nice shirt. Fucking love Doctor Who. 162 games of virtual baseball. That is 85 hours of virtual baseball. That is almost one real-life game of baseball. Pe <laughs> People complain about baseball games being too long now. Like, why are you upset that you're getting more for your money? Do you get mad when the baker gives you a 13th donut? Like, why is this upsetting to you? I don't, that's the best part about baseball games. You go to a game, you go to a basketball game, a football game, you go up to get a drink, you've missed half the action. You go to a baseball game, you go up, you get a drink, some chicken fingers, you play some chess, you, you have a nap, you solve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. <laughs> You come back and there's still third base coach is still giving you the same signs. <laughs> Michael Jackson actually got all of his cues from third base coaches. Just like, mm. um, I uh, I love I love baseball. I love baseball so much. Thinking about baseball actually makes me come faster. Any of you guys ever hear that advice? Like, the, have you ever hear like, the, oh, if you don't want to come, think about baseball. You ever hear that? What a weird piece of advice. Like, hey, if you don't want to think about sex, just think about the one sport that we've based every sexual innuendo off of. If you, <laughs> your laughs come like five seconds after everybody else's. <laughs> Uh, if you don't want to think about sex, just think about pitching and catching, you know? <laughs> just, just think about sliding into third base and getting dirty. If you do not want to come, just think about Mike Trout taking you deep. Oh, I'm not even a switch hitter. I let Mike Trout throw me the old backdoor slider. <laughs> I, uh... I just bought a, this is a separate topic. Transitions are stupid. I got a, <laughs> I got a, I got a bunch of books the other day, and uh, <laughs> I got a bunch of books yesterday, and uh, the guy was like, do you want me to put these in a bag? And I'm like, why, why do you think I'm here? Why would I put these in a bag? I'm buying books so people can see that I bought books. <laughs> putting, in them, putting them in a bag kind of defeats the purpose. Um, no, I, I bought some books. I, uh, I don't want to brag. I actually read the entire Brothers Karamazov in the original Russian. Didn't understand a word of it. <laughs> but I read it, and that's what matters. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, I got the books for a present for my girlfriend. Um, I don't know. I was, I was going to get her jewelry. I went, to the, I went to the jeweler. I know what she likes. She likes rings. Uh, she doesn't like, you know, toe rings or earrings or anything, so I went up and I asked them if I could get a finger ring. <laughs> they kicked me out. It's, it's bullshit. I don't know why only girls get the cool gifts, though. Like, I want, I want flowers. I want diamonds. Every guy would like a diamond for a present, but every time I ask for De Beers, I get a six-pack. All right, last one. Um, the Roe v. Wade thing real quick, um, it's, it's not official, like, the, it's just a draft, and people are already trying to kill it, even though it hasn't even been delivered yet, which is kind of <laughs> fucked up, like, I'm just gonna say, I'm not gonna give the Supreme Court advice on what to do, okay, I'm not a lawyer, alright, thanks for your time, everybody.
Keep it going for your host with the most today, everybody, Josh Kotsky. Your next comedian, he's getting comments, so get out your notebooks. Pay it, or no, he's not. It's Jared's, but Ajay is just, he's just going to do four minutes. Put your hands together for Ajay D.A. No, no comments, right? Sorry, is it? I got confused. I, I'm the one to ask about the comments, but I, like, yeah, I get comments now. No, no, don't give me comments. It's fine. It's fine. Or you could just comment during the set. You could just heckle me. It's fine. Don't do that, actually. Don't, please, don't do that. Um, I've been thinking about my family recently because uh, Mother's Day came by and uh, I didn't get to see my mom, but that doesn't matter. That's all good. I'm, a good, I'm still a good son. Um, I've been thinking about my, one of my cousins. Uh, he's like, a, he's a cool guy. He's from Texas. We have a lot in common. He doesn't think that OJ did it. He's a skeptic, is what I'm saying. He's a skeptic. Like, yeah, he likes to say that a lot. He's like, he's like, OJ didn't do it. OJ didn't do it. Hey, Jay, do you see the documentary? Do you think he did it? And like, any reasonable younger person, I was like, yo, who is OJ? Like, <laughs> I had to Google this man. I was like, okay, I had no idea that you guys had serial killers, or like, like romantic killers in the '80s. I just know about this that man that killed his fucking girlfriend in the van life. Yeah, I don't even fucking know, dude. I have no clue. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, there's like that dude that killed his girlfriend in the van and i was like damn that 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 seems like a reasonable murder and then i like researched oj and like this dude played in the nfl i was like dude he had so much going for him there's no way he did it and then he, yeah he didn't live in a van i was like yeah dude this is clearly set up and then i learned he was black and i was like yeah this is this is not even funny anymore <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> the horrible joke <laughs> uh yeah he did do it, guys, or he didn't, depending on the room. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about my family a little bit. Uh, my brother and I actually both work in the same industry, so it makes it really weird when we're both on set. I'm like, damn, that's so hot. Uh, no, nah, I'm just joking. We don't, I'm, we're not important, clearly. Look at my, look at my fucking outfit. It's all good. Hey, man. There's hope. All right, who, moving on. Yeah, we both work in, actually, we both work in the building industry, so... The way I like to think about it is like the very adult entertainment industry. Nobody knows what the fuck real estate actually is, so. Just a bunch of old white people figuring, like just fucking around, basically. I have nothing else for that, so we'll move it along, move it along. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, one of my roommates, because I live with roommates because I'm young and I have no money and that's okay. Uh, she, she's from Florida. Yeah, and she moved from Florida to Oakland because uh, Florida was like, it was too much for her, so she moved to a quieter place. Um, and she has she's been having difficulty sleeping recently, and I think it's because she misses like the sounds of the swamp, right? So uh, yeah, I've been smoking meth and cooking it in her room, and <laughs> yeah, and and just screaming banjo music into her ears. And yeah, one night she actually woke up and she's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Making you feel at home." And I threw a cabano at her face. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was nice. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to have a little bit more confidence or self-confidence as a person. I think uh, I think everybody, not nah, okay, maybe not everybody can use a little bit more of that. Some people can use a little bit more of that. And like a lot of advice that my friends give me is like, hey, Jay, sometimes you just need to fake it till you make it, right? Like sometimes you just have to fake it. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes you have to fake it till you make it, but sometimes you just get good at faking it, right? Like I, I I, then you just get good at like frustrating people. It's like, dude, you dress well, you like, you take care of yourself, you have a good relationship with your family. 
Like, why are you still soft in the bedroom? What is going on here? I'm like, I'm just, I'm sorry. I was trying to fake it. All right, that didn't really hit. That's fine. Just like I didn't. I didn't hit. Ayo. All right, you guys have a nice night. Give it up for a J. All right. Next up, uh, take notes. This comic is going to have some feedback after. So coming up to the stage, Jared Senna. So you can be the president. How are you guys doing? Six, 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 six. So I just lost my virginity, everybody. Thank you, thank you. You know, uh, I'm 23, I'm a little late to the game, but I have finally built up the courage to uh, visit Tijuana during the nighttime. Yeah, man, uh, it was totally unexpected. Like, I didn't plan it at all, but uh, I forgot where my passport was, and I needed to get past the guards at the border somehow. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm a man now. Um, you know, and uh, my experience as being an adult is that being an adult is realizing you were a terrible person as a teenager. At first, you think, like, when you're doing stuff, you're just a kid. But when you grow up, you realize how fucked up it was to drive on the opposite side of the freeway. <laughs> With my mom's car. To buy weed. And then gaslight your mom later to tell her she's in the wrong. <laughs> you gave me the car, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I bought her a cheesecake. She's good. All right? Uh, I'm not doing much better as an adult, actually, to be honest. I actually uh, just got fired recently. Uh, thank you, thank you. But you know what? Don't feel bad, because I feel good about it. I stood up for myself for the first time in my life. Someone needed to tell that 12-year-old I was tutoring to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Oh, man. Thank you guys for laughing. Some people, like, just stare at me. They're like, dude, Jared, you're supposed to be the bigger person. That 12-year-old was already fucking bigger than me. <laughs> guys, if I was a car, I'd be a Hot Wheel. I'm short, all right? 12-year-old children are not going to respect adults smaller than them. So you know what I did? I yelled at him at his fucking face. I got up on my tippy toes and yelled at him at his fucking face. You listen here, you little shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have uh, anger issues, guys. I got to be honest. Uh, you know how deep my anger issues get? I have 20 active burner accounts on YouTube dedicated into getting to arguments about politics. You know how deep I am into arguing about politics online? My 20 burner accounts on YouTube are now arguing with each other. Ah, uh, man, it sucks like getting a notification being like, what the fuck did this guy say to me? Then I realize it's my account. Okay, what else do I got to work on? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not, not uh, back to being an adult, not very good at being an adult. I actually uh, almost burned my house down. Uh, trying to make a burger. I uh, left the stove on too hot, and when I slapped the patty on, it created a 10-foot flame. 
Uh, it was a whole mess. Uh, burned down my whole kitchen, and uh, my roommates got mad at me. But you know what? That burger tasted good, so it was worth doing it again. Thank you, everybody. All right, Jared says, stay up there. We're gonna have some comments. Um, okay, uh, yeah, here you go, Pam. Uh, uh, put it up a little bit more than that. Yeah. Uh, Jared, I love that you're backed off and you're so calm. It changes all of your jokes in such a positive way. Like I really dig, I mean, I've heard your material many times, but this time, did you feel, are you tired or something? I like that you're backed off. Oh, like, no, I, I did it at an open mic at San Diego. It was a really intimate room, so I was really quiet. I was qu more quiet than usual. Yeah. And I noticed it went better. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's really effective because you've lost that sort of like that you're aggressive, but not aggressive scary. You're aggressive like we relate to you aggressive. And all of those things, the tippy toes, all of those tags work. Like, and you just boom, boom, boom. So good job. Thank you. Great job, man. Um, yeah, dude, this is probably I think the best one I've I've oh yeah. The best one I've I've seen of you. So it's really awesome to see. Like just yeah, again, awesome at this. Um on the, the Tijuana joke, I I think if you just end it Tijuana instead of saying like Tijuana in the night, Tijuana is just a funny word, so maybe ending there will like I think they'll just punch it a little and then um on the stealing your mom's car, yeah, I think that's one where maybe just play around with the the order of things. Like, you know, if you steal your mom's car first, like, oh, I stole my mom's car and drove it on the wrong side of the road. Like, play around with that order and see what works better. Uh, but great it. job, man. I got it. I was, I was going to ask, like, for the uh, the Tijuana thing, like, were you saying you're, like, losing your virginity? Were you saying that, like, you were sucking dick to get back over the border? Is that what Because <laughs> like, uh, that's kind of where I that, – that's, like, the – that's what I like the connection I made. Where it's like, oh, hey man, like that's still losing your virginity. Like, hey. I want to leave that up to the, the oh, oh, audience's right. imagination. Right. Just, just, so, yeah. all right, cool, cool, good shit. Yeah, though. but yes, in real life, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, I don't. I like the um the tutor like getting fired joke. I don't know if there was like context of like if everyone here already knew you tutor people or was that was like the setup for the joke, I kind of wanted more about like when you started tutoring or like just to build it up before you get to like the firing part because that is yeah. funny. But yeah, yeah just yeah. Some, some more setup on that. That yeah. was good. Thank you. I'm trying to build that into a five-minute bit actually. I actually have the opposite. Uh, <laughs> I, I like the fact that I know your joke is who you're yelling at. And then it turns into the self-deprecating thing about like the fact that a twelve-year-old is taller than you. Mm -hmm. So I, I like the reveal that it's a child <laughs> that, <laughs> that you're yelling at because you figure like, oh yeah, it, he, you're always dressed like you just came out of a gas station. So you're like, oh yeah, he's like yelling at people all day because they're like trying to shortchange him or steal shit. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm like tutoring. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe the subject would be funny. Like if you say it's like, yeah, it was algebra. It's like, fuck you, learn the quadratic equation on your own. Oh. Yeah. I, I have a punchline like that, actually. It, it, it didn't work oh, yeah, as well. Usually I, don't know what a I don't know what a metaphor or simile is either. Yeah, that. that yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll put that back in. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, thank you. Hey, Aaron. Hey, I'll just echo what Pam said. This, I've seen you a few times. This was by far the best, the toned down still hitting your jokes so really good job way to work on your persona thank you thank you all right thank Give you so much everybody Jared. you guys have been a big help Woo. 
Alright. <laughs> Alright, everyone be careful and coming up to the <laughs> coming up to the stage, another comic who will be having comments to the end, so pay attention, take notes. Coming up to the stage, Aaron Sampson. All right, happy Monday, everyone. It's good to be, yeah, good to see some fellas out here. How you doing, Lane? Yeah? You know, as I get old, I'm 46 years old. It's hard to meet new guys, guy friends, you know? I haven't met new guy friends since, like, high school. You know, I'm thinking we should change. You know how they have ladies' nights? I want us to do dude days, okay? Like, hard-wearing homies at Home Depot. Like, this guy's there right here. Like, guys get gas, we all just fill our tanks together. I don't know. Or like, when you get to my age, Kaiser's Colonoscopy Club. <laughs> Men who shit together, shoot the shit together, okay? Oh, yeah. Guys get gas. Gas is getting expensive, though. Oh, man, I know. It's just the economy and shit. Does that even, who the fuck gets the 91 octane, though? I'm like, I've never gotten that shit in my life before. I'm thinking this is like a rich man's play, like like drinking wine and shit. I only drink 91 because I am rich. I don't know. Oh. My buddy did. We went on a road trip, and he was like, hey, hey, let's get Super 91. I'm like, Super 91? What are we talking about? We're driving a Toyota fucking Tercel, man. He's like, we're ballers, dude. We're ballers. Oh. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we are not. Uh, one thing I hate, though, valet parking, all right? God, I hate that shit. You got to pay a guy 20 bucks to move your car five feet. I don't know. To me, I just don't believe in the philosophy of it. But I was the other day. I pulled up my car, and <laughs> this fucking dude opens the door. He's got neck tattoos, okay? And it's like he's going to carjack me. He's like, give me the keys, give me the money, and get out of the car. I'm like, Jesus, shit. No offense to the neck tattoo community. Let me, let me look around here just in case. But, you know, I, shit scares me, you know? I don't know. It's like ghost face killing shit. Just got out of prison. So I'm struggling to get my house key off the ring of keys because I don't want to give ghost face killer access to my house. So I'm like trying to get the house key off of the... And my fingers are blink. Does anyone else have trouble with this? It's like... Elon Musk is sending dudes to space. We can't invent a better keychain. Like, let's fucking think tank this shit, okay? Get it off. Finally, I just hand the fucking neck tattoo guy my whole set of keys. I'm like, there, take it. My kids are there. Put some neck tattoos on them, buddy. You know? Make them real kids. I don't know. I don't know. You all right? Oh, nice job. Help him out. Help him out. You, Of course, we help each other around here. It's a mission district. It's our mission to help. Have you guys ever seen... You know what I don't see enough of? Female valet drivers. I don't know. I've only seen like one, and I'm 46 years old. Like, shouldn't we be protesting this? Getting some more women out there valeting our cars? Thank you, Pam. I love that it's like always the two... The two it's not one, but it's two, just in case. But, <laughs> oh, man, I did finally, when you get out, you give them the ticket. You know, it's an issue for me. I don't know who the fuck to tip. 
You know? You give the ticket to one guy, another schmo pulls up the car, a third opens the door, who do I tip? I tell the first guy, hey, I gave five dollars to the to the last guy and I really gave two dollars, but I don't know. It's a racket. It's a racket. Thank you, that's my time. All right, stay up there for notes. Um, I don't have any notes. I just always wanted to tell you. Do you know who, if you know who Gary Goldman is, you look exactly like him. Oh, so yeah. thank you, <laughs> thank you. All right, any notes? I I, I liked I liked your uh, ninety one. That one's mine, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. No worries. I liked your ninety one octane joke. I feel like one opportunity you can do would be like, what would happen if you actually did put ninety one octane gas into a shitty car? Like, does it run? <laughs> like faster or something but like slightly less shitty oh yeah, yeah something like that funny. the other thing i uh, i kind of I, I wanted to say was like the can you explain to me like the comparison to ghost face killer again like in your in your bit oh, ghost face killer is a is a group a gang in prisons that are known for neck tattoos got it okay because I, I i i feel like i might have missed it because i thought it was i was thinking of the rapper and then oh, i was yeah. like and i was like wait i don't think he went to jail yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any other comments? Um, I think we, I like the uh, the valet one where you don't know who, who to tip. I think a funny thing you could just make a comparison to some other profession, like a, maybe like a waiter. It's like, well, the guy brings the food out and then another guy puts it on the table, just like to draw another, just like so it's like more concise. It's like just something to compare it to would be, I don't know, would make the point clearer, you know? Nice, thank you. But I like that. I like the premise. It's good. Like, who do I fucking tip? It's that's good. All right, any other comments? When you were talking about how to tip a person, you're not from San Francisco, are you? I'm from the other side of the bay, Berkeley. Man, I've done this stuff in my life. Unfortunately, it's a terrible thing, and I will give you a ticket, and knowing that, I'm going to be your valet, and guess what? Your car is fucking stolen. Thank you. All right. Any other threats? <laughs> All right. Give it up for Aaron Sampson. Coming up to stage, no notes, so just sit back and enjoy Adam Rubenfeld. Woo! Actually, I'm okay with Is it on? Am I too distant? Like emotionally? All right. Hi. This is my first time back at Mutiny in like three years. This is, this is nice. I've just started getting back into comedy as part of like this therapy thing I'm going through. Which was weird because I I talked to the the doctors and they like think out a treatment plan like what do you do to take care of yourself and it's like I want to get back on stage and it's like oh but you want to kill yourself why do you think it would be a good idea to start doing comedy again uh, they consider that more of a reinforcer but no this is the quietest time of my day because I don't even I don't even need people to laugh like uh, I'm. Uh, I'm comedic sorbet. I'm what takes you from abject silence to funnier people. So I, that, that chuckle is all I need. If I get a ha-ha, that's too much. 
Like my my spirit can't take that. Um, I was thinking a lot about uh, let's see the Roe the Roe v Wade decision. I'm trying to what is a non awkward posture? I'm like saluting and military <laughs> shit. I know I have to, all right, guys, I'm going to get down here. All right, so I've been thinking of that decision. I think it's mainly based on there are just some people who can't deal with shit they don't like happening in the world. Like, they've somehow, and they're all old. Like, they've somehow not learned to live with that by now. Like, Mike Pence is waking up in a sweat. Mother, what is it, dear? These are my voices. This is new to me. So if it's, again... Just a chuckle. That's all I'm looking for. Like, what is it? It was like somewhere, somehow, there's an interracial couple happening. And he just can't, he can't sleep. People have been working for decades and decades to get this thing done away with, like almost 50 years. And you know what I thought of? Dunkaroos. Did anyone remember Dunkaroos who's like over 30? It is literally like, First, you had Nabisco, they had the crackers and cheese thing where it was like a little red stick and like the cracker had at least some amount of like dietary content and like the little fake cheese, but you were like, oh, yeah, but you got the crackers. Then someone was like, can we do that but less healthy? So it is cookies you dip into frosting. And it went away because just it gives everyone diabetes immediately. Now imagine someone in the last 20 years working tirelessly. Like imagine people in the Senate going, it's like, here's my belief that thing. Everyone is an old Southern gentleman. I do uh, Yiddish grandmother and old Southern gentleman. Those are the only two voices I have. Nothing in between there. I was like, I think it's time that we got our cookers back. Like, with just fervent dedication because you know what it worked it's at gas stations now there are dunkaroos that you can get that weren't taken out of like a dusty box of wherever indiana jones put the ark of the covenant they're making them again now thank you so just that that was like the last 10 15 years imagine someone having that itch in their pants for like multiply that by five like, it's fucked up. Like, I don't feel that way about anything. Like, I hate mayonnaise, but I'm not participating in mayonnaise burnings. I'm not uh, supporting, like, anti-mayonnaise uh, politicians. Like, I just deal with the fact that shit happens that I don't like. And I just think it'll be better if everyone else did that. There we go. That was it. <laughs> Give it up. Did you, did you want comments or not? Did you want comments? Yeah. All right. Uh, I think stand here so I can give you a better target to aim at. Uh, I really, I liked you. Sort of did that weird thing with your body when you were like, "Do I stand like this? Do I stand like this?" Yeah. And I would, I would milk that a little bit more, and I would bring it back when you do your silly voices and have like a different stance for each voice. So it's like do the physical act because I think you were just fucking around. But I liked that. Yeah. So if you like do a couple physical things, and be like, "Do I stand like this? Do I stand like this?" And do those. And then when you do those voices, match them to that physical thing. Ooh. I know it's like a clowning bit, but still, it'll. I think you'll get some laughs. That'd be cool. Match it to a character. Um. So uh, that was that was awesome. I, I say that every morning. That was awesome, man. Um. I don't know. You can maybe add um just like as a third thing. Uh, like if you know what pixie sticks are, like the things that are sugar <laughs> yes. sticks that you dip into sugar. So doing like the you know gradual. I'm, I'm 37 years old. I I know all the old yeah. candies. So you're like, oh, it's getting more and more unhealthy. But yeah, yeah. you got. It.
Okay. Anyone else? All right. Give it up for Adam Rubenfeld. All right, next up, coming to the plate, Dan Britton. All righty then. <laughs> I just got to say, you have my favorite comments of all fucking time, bro. <laughs> like, every single comment you make, I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool, cool shit. You like toast? <laughs> okay, 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, Pam. Pam is my favorite uh, person in the world. Pam, actually, I went to a, a baseball game with Pam last week. I was sitting between her and uh, Honoton, and in the first inning, uh, Pam and Honoton each eat a uh, magic mushroom. <laughs> and by the sixth inning, they're both on like their separate trips. And as we're walking out of there, I'm talking to Honoton. I'm like, hey, are you still high? He's like, I just have a total body high, bro. And then Pam is like, I saw skeletons in the outfield. Yay! <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what people go to baseball games for, you know? Oh, great. You guys ever do acid in a cemetery? <laughs> Oh my God, resurrection, oh no! <laughs> my name is Dan. Um, people think I'm one of two things. It's either Jewish or autistic. <laughs> people come up to me all the time. They ask me if I'm Jewish. I say no. They'll be like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. I have the emotional scars to show that I was raised Catholic. And the other day I was uh, working a show and there was a, another comic who was working the front door. I had met him before. I had talked to him before. And uh, he's telling me that he works with adults who have autism. And he's like, yeah, so I help him get jobs. I help him find therapists because adults with autism normally have a lot of interracial, interracial problems. <laughs> Interrelationship problems. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And uh, so I'm talking to this guy. And then he just looks at me and he goes, by the way, you're autistic. It's like, the fuck? He goes, yeah, the way that you interact with people is just a little weird. <laughs> I actually, I have a cousin who has Asperger's. I've only met him once. I was in, he lives in England, so I was in London, and uh, he came up to our hotel room, and he was like, hello, I'm your cousin. And we were like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? And uh, he goes, you mind if I use your bathroom? We were like, sure, no problem. So he goes into the bathroom. He's in there for 15 minutes. He takes a gargantuan shit that stinks up our entire hotel room. And he goes, all right, I'll see you, chaps. <laughs> my brother and I go down to the hotel bar to see my aunt. We're like, where is Sam? She was like, oh, he already had to go. He had work. <laughs> and that was the only time I met my cousin. So, I guess the weirdness kind of runs in the family. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not clinically weird, but I am weird, you know, like, nothing that a doctor could point at and just be like, this is why you're fucked up, but 
something about me, you know. Hey, everybody's fucked up. You're fucked up. You're fucked up. You're fucked up. I'm fucked up. You're fucked up. You're fucked up. You're fucked up. You're okay. You're fucked up. You're fucked up. You're fucked up. You're fucked up for sure. Sorry. Anyway, y'all, my name is Dan Britton. I hope everybody has a good day, all right? Yeah, that. Give it up for Dan Britton, the very funny, very non-Jewish Dan Britton. All right. Coming up next, she's really funny, and she's going to give me shit every time I miss a mic. Coming up, Denise Lee. Is she here? She is not here yet. Uh, Are Jason King or Hunter Uniac here? I'll fill in for now. Jason King? Huh? Yeah. I'll fill in? All right. Coming up, Jay. Oh, you're going to the bathroom? All right. Uh, It's hard here. All right, we're just going to... Ian, you good to go? All right. Coming up is the very funny Ian Langlands. <laughs> that was a thunderous applause. Thank you, everybody. Let's see. Um, we got, are we pro-representation in this audience? Uh, ro- representation is great. I think there should be a push to have everybody represented in media. But sometimes I feel like representation is unneeded. I feel like there are some places where it wasn't very necessary. I feel like I had multiple textbooks in high school where there was just a cartoon on the side with a kid in a wheelchair. Um, I don't think I need a kid in a wheelchair explaining to me how to say, where is the airport in Spanish? (laughs) I don't know how that's going to help. Also, (laughs) do you think that's the problem? Like, I don't know. I don't know what you call it, the National Handicap Society or whatever. Do you think they're sitting down in the boardroom and they're like, all right, we got representation. We got Drake on Degrassi. We've put ramps in at every library, but we're really lacking in our textbook representation. I think we need to work on our numbers for that. That was that one. Thank you, everybody. Um, uh, I still get those. Uh, it's very, it's very interesting to me. I still get those, sca- those scam emails about like Nigerian princes. I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to use the internet if you fail that test. Like, I feel like before you, you use the internet, you should be sent an email about a Nigerian prince needing money from you, and if you fall for it, you don't get any e- e- like internet privileges at all. Because it's only going to be kids and old people, right? And they're not going to do anything good on the internet. My aunt literally got scammed out in one of those Nigerian emails. She lost $5,000, and she deserved it. She did. Uh, she's 85 years old. She should have known better. I feel like you n- live enough life, you should figure it out at this point. Everyone doesn't agree with me. It's okay. That's good. These are new. Um, pity laugh. Thank you. I've lived in San Francisco now for a couple years. I think, yeah, two years now. I've lived in San Francisco for two years, and uh, I'm getting more progressive. It's working. It's, uh, it's rubbing off on me. I think I'm becoming more aggress- uh, aggressive. <laughs> that too. <laughs> no, I'm becoming more progressive, <laughs> which is good. You know, I, I've seen myself changing. Like, I, you know, I, I used to sit in my car, and if there was, there was a black man on the sidewalk, I used to lock my doors. Isn't that awful? That is awful, right? Now I unlock my doors, all right? I want him to know he's safe. Um, <laughs> sometimes I'll even offer him my car, and he's like, I don't want that piece of shit. But I'm like, come on, take it. It's reparations. It never works. He never wants it. But, I, you know, I, I am progressive. I also live with two lesbians. I live with two lesbians. Um, <laughs> clapping, thank you. I live with two lesbians. One of them is my sister, and the other one is a DVD box set of Ellen season three. But I'm, I'm counting it. 
I feel like that should count. Uh, it's her best season, by the way. You should check it out. <laughs> no, I do live with two lives. I live with my sister and her girlfriend, and it's cool. You know, I'm learning about people that aren't like me. I'm learning about people that have a different perspective on the world, and it's broadening my mind. Like, I learned this cool thing about lesbians. I don't know if you know this, but they're really mean to their younger brothers. Um, they're really mean to us. And uh, there's two of them, so I can't take it. I can't fight them back. But because I'm progressive, I just let them win every argument. Um, there was an end there, but I don't remember. Okay, that's all I got. Do I get comments? You want a couple? Yeah, yeah. is that okay? Yeah, go for all it. All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. That was the end. Woo! All right. Uh, comments. Go for it. Um, when you were doing, I don't know if this is on. When you were doing yeah, the joke about the scammer, I kind of thought there was room for you to like make it personal, okay. like like uh, you this person can scam your grandma, but you can't get five thousand dollars from her. Like you're kind of like upset that they're like your rival, like you yeah. want your grandma's money or whatever. So, okay. Yeah. Or you can make it about yourself. <laughs> Here's a better one. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, or you can make it like kind of about yourself. You could be like, you know what, dude? Like, fuck all these people. Like, like, how do you, f or fuck, how do I say this? <laughs> you, just, you could be Spit like. Spit it out, Jared. <laughs> oh, I'm higher, right? Let me. All right. So like, you could be like, yeah, man. People are so fucking stupid falling for these Nigerian prince scammers, bro. Okay. Like, like, I was gonna say like, you're mad at that because you fell for it once. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wish I wish I could form that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think you're um, the what's it called the representation joke definitely has uh, has legs, pun intended, and. Uh, I think that, uh, like, you just need a tie-in for, like, what the guy in the wheelchair in the textbook says. Uh, yes. Like, because right now he says, like, where's the library or the airport or whatever, yeah. but there's no connection to the fact. Like, there's something like, is he asking that because X? He's, like, oh, oh, because he's, like, in a wheelchair? Yeah, like, okay. something related to that. Like, there's a way that, like, if you do it, because I think people are on board with it. It's like, yeah, why does he have to be in a, you know, like, why did they need yeah. that? But then it's like, a, if you have a, and I don't have a suggestion, but I think uh -huh. there's a connection you can make there that would make that really funny. Okay. Cool. Yep. Any other comments? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're mad at Nigerian prince scammers because you have a vendetta against them because you fell for it once. You'd be like, Dude, fuck all these fake uh, Nigerian prince scammers. Can't believe I fell for that. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, it, it could tie in with your progressive joke, how you're trying to be progressive. Okay. Yeah. All right, thank you. Yeah, you can maybe, I don't know, do like a, yeah, the scammers suck. Like, I took like a four-week class for $500 on how to not get scammed by them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be all good right. one, actually. Well, all right, thank you. All right, that was the man of many vowels in his first name. I don't know. Ian Langlands. Woo! All right. Next up, oh, where's the CD? There it is. Next up, come to the stage, Jason King. Woo! This is where you clap. Woo! Woo! Give it up for yourselves, everybody. Is this on? It's on. Okay, cool. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? All right. Fantastic. I'm just thinking about Ian unlocking his doors for a black person. Like, when I... <laughs> When I thought about it the first time, I was like, they sound the same from the outside, and then you realize that the doors light up, and <laughs> or like the, the inside of the car lights up, and then there's Ian smiling inside, like, 
<laughs> good person. <laughs> Here's a funny thought I thought of uh, recently. I um, probably don't need to preface it like that, but <laughs> I, uh, you guys, you guys ever think like, what is the ratio between the amount of guys who actually abandon their family and the amount of guys who think about it? Right? Right? Like, for every guy that actually leaves, <laughs> there's probably one that shops for bus tickets. <laughs> right? Maybe he doesn't actually leave, but he might have thought, I could learn Spanish. <laughs> you know? Like, for every, for every guy that drives away, there's one that drives back. <laughs> you know? You know, he's just, he's just in his car, just... Fuck! <laughs> you know? All right, let's see. I guess we only get away with one of those in this joke. That's interesting. All right. Does anybody else feel uncomfortable eating bananas around white people? Just the blacks? Okay. Oh, is it open? Is it okay? You know, now I'm performing with it out. Nothing. No, nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's okay. Don't worry about it. There's a, there's a second buckle, so we're safe. Thank you. Yeah, it, maybe maybe that's why the punchlines aren't working. That's <laughs> Thank you, Pete. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, I I feel very uncomfortable eating bananas around white people. Um <laughs> It's not good. I just I don't want to be seen doing a stereotype, you know? Like you like you'll never catch me eating fried chicken. Right? Like I always lock my door. <laughs> right like one time i was in college i was eating fried chicken in my my bedroom and then my roommate like busted into my room and i like freaked out and i covered myself in the covers and he was like dude are, were you jacking off and i was like yes <laughs> yes i was also i wasn't using cocoa butter <laughs> if that's what you're thinking I uh, I I feel like successful black people just feel that way generally, you know. You know how they're like Illuminati parties in the forest. I wonder if they're like parties in the forest for like successful blacks to go live out their stereotypes. <laughs> you know, Obama's just in the forest eating watermelon, <laughs> not tipping, <laughs> jacking off to images of fat white women. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, okay, let's see. I, this last part's not baked out, but I feel like stereotypes often put me in a lot of dilemmas, right? Like, for example, like Pete, if you go to a store, right, and you want to find something and you don't find what you want in the store, what do you do? Maybe you ask the guy, maybe you ask the guy, or you, or you leave, right? You, you fucking, or you leave. You leave the store. Okay, I'm never asking again for this. <laughs> but like, I I can't walk into a store and then leave, right? Because then it looks like I'm stealing. So I have to go to the front of the store and have this giant act out <laughs> so that I don't look like a bad person, you know? I don't know, this is annoying. I didn't write a punchline for that, that's fine. Let's see, is there anything else I wanna try? I, uh, let's say this one more thing. I, I really like, I feel like short people are, are the most supportive people of your height. You know, like, like you'll tell, you tell a short person like, oh dude, I'm 5'8", and then a short person be like, nah dude, you're 5'10". 
You have to be. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Peace out. Jason King. Is uh, Kelly Evans or Denise Lee here yet? All right, then coming up to the stage, very funny, Newman Shake. Oh, this is light. Trying to be more vulnerable on stage, so I'm going to talk about things that scare me. British accents scare me, they really do. Like, every time I hear a guy talking to British accent, it's like, I have this, like, urge to run away. You know, it's like my ancestors are just telling me, like, leave. I'm Indian, by the way, just, okay, I'm working on that. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, that's important feedback. All right, next one. I, I really want a girlfriend. I do. I want a girlfriend mainly to like split a studio apartment. Like that's that's where I'm at. Like I can't split a studio apartment with my guys. You know that's not. It's very. That's too close. Okay. Um. I'm gonna join ISIS at this point. I am. Thank you. Uh, that that's what makes you laugh. Okay, that's cool. It's nice to know. Well, that's that's heartbreaking. Um, I join I join ISIS if they offered me better health care than my current job. That's where I'm at. You know, like that. Like I don't know what they were doing with those beheading videos. If they just offered me dental, I, I'd kill myself for dental. Like I, I just want to have a smile when I go. That's. I have a coworker. He's kind of weird. He's like, I only respect women I want to fuck. Which is weird, because yesterday he gave his mom a really expensive Mother's Day gift, so that was weird. I was on a date at Taco Bell recently, because things are going well for me. Um, I was on a date at Taco Bell, and this guy suddenly starts jerking off. And most people don't care because it's a Taco Bell, but my date, she was like, I can't believe this guy is jerking off to me. And I was like, this is San Francisco. He could be jerking off to me, too. Like, let's not be close-minded. But my date goes and asks him, and she comes back, and she's like, this guy isn't jerking off to any one of us. He's jerking off to a reflection of himself he can see in the window. And I have so much respect for that person. I really do. Like, that is self-confidence. You know, that's... I envy that. I think I'm addicted to two things in life. I'm addicted to coffee and alcohol. And it's weird because I use those two things for completely opposite purposes. Like I use coffee to get ready for work. And then I use tequila to forget about work. Like that's, okay, that's fine. Um, it's a new one. I was watching Intervention recently, one of my favorite shows. I was watching Intervention and there was a point where this woman, she was like, an addiction is technically defined as when you do something so much you can't function normally anymore. And I was like, wow, that is a stupid definition. Because babies are sober all the time. And I think they, can f they can't function normally. I think an addiction should be described as when you do something so much, it becomes the most interesting thing about you. Like, if you're at parties and you're being introduced, like, hey, this is my friend, uh, the ketamine guy. <laughs> then, yeah, you need help. I think I'll end with that. Goodbye, guys. All right. Great job, Newman Shake. All right. Next up, who we got here? I cannot see that far. All right. Next up, coming to the stage, P. 
Heat Balmer. How's my fly doing? My fly up? <laughs> Belt buckled up? Let's get it out of the way now. All right, sweet. Uh, cool. Uh, recently, I broke up with my girlfriend. Thank you. And yeah, no, no, no. That's not really the vibe either. But uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It's kind of nice how when you're going through a breakup, like you'll have friends reach out to you to be there uh, to support you. And even the ones who are like really bad at being there to support you. Like, I was talking to my friend the other day, my friend from high school, he texted me, he's like, hey, dude, how you doing? And I was like, you know, I'm doing all right. Uh, I've just sort of started to feel some of the emptiness and the hollowness, you know, that I did feel a lot when I was single. And I expected that, but I didn't expect it to happen so soon. And he was like, did you work out today? <laughs> I know I always feel better when I get a quick pump in. <laughs> I know your roommate's got a Peloton, but uh, some fresh air and sunshine might do you good too. I'm like, all right, sweet. Cool. Uh, I've been, been working on myself. One thing I noticed about myself I want to get better at is I compare myself to other people too much, and it's bad for me. Like, I'll be scrolling through Instagram, and I'll be like, ah, oh, fuck. This guy just got engaged. This guy's doing better at me, uh, better than me in comedy. You guys know how it is. Uh, then I'll be like, ah, oh, this guy's dog just died? Like. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to work on that though. The the solution I've come up with that's been been working nice is I've just started following more people on Instagram who are not doing that well in life. It's been good. Like I uh, started following. Are you gonna suggest someone? Oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> you pay for him. It's like, oh, I think I was doing that too. No. Uh, I started following like uh, my second cousin who lives in Nebraska. Started following uh, the guy who got kicked out of uh, high school for selling weed and Joe Biden. There's three people I'm going through and just because they just post about like stuff that they're working on that's never going to happen for them. You know, I'm like looking around. I'm like, you're never going to restore that 87 Dodge Dart. You're never going to open your own uh, dispensary and you're never going to cancel student debt. So, okay, cool. We are on fire today. I love this. Uh, cool. Uh, pre uh, pretend for a sec. I didn't, I didn't say anything about breaking up with my girlfriend. So I got a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> You guys weren't listening, doesn't matter. Uh, my girlfriend's super into like kind of like woo-woo witchy stuff. Uh, like she recently told me about this thing called moon water. That's a, it's a real thing. It's, it's water that you leave outside uh, when there's a full moon. You leave it up overnight. Uh, so I actually tried that, pretty cool. Gave me moon diarrhea. <laughs> All right, <laughs> glad we went back in time for that bad boy. All right. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Irish exit. You guys know about the Irish exit? For those of you who don't, the Irish exit is uh, when you're like at a party or whatever, and then you uh, get drunk, start a fight, and get kicked out of the party. Okay, cool. It was a, you see what I'm going for, right? Like an Irish joke? Like that's kind of an Irish stereotype, and then I'll be like, hey, it's okay. I'm part Irish probably. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I like the Irish exit. The Irish exit is just when you leave without saying goodbye to people, and I love that. Because like when you're at a party, the majority of people there are either your friends who you're going to see again soon or people who don't care if you live or die, right? And, like, I'm not going to say bye to someone who doesn't care if I live or die. I'm not going to go interrupt their conversation with a girl they're really hitting it off with to be like, hey, sorry, got an early morning tomorrow. <laughs> and, like, I don't know, that may sound harsh, but there's a lot of people who you don't care if they live or die, and that's just fine. Like, you, sir, you seem great, love your jacket, love that you're here today. I don't know you. I don't really care if you live or die, right? And that's... And look, you don't care if I live or die either, especially now that I've said that, all right? So it all works. Okay, cool. Crowd interaction built in. Sweet. 
The other, the other category of people that are like be at a party are people who you enjoy, who you like, but you don't know when you're going to see them again. And that's nice. You want to say goodbye to those people. But that's tough because if you start saying goodbye to some people, but not all people, then you got to say goodbye to the people who saw you saying goodbye to the other people. Like it'd be weird if I was just like, hey, Gula, it's great to see you today. Always a pleasure. Love the jacket today. Daniel, all right. It's been a minute. Love the fanny pack. <laughs> you got to do it. And uh, the other thing about the Irish exit is <laughs> nice. Oh, that was a good one. All right, uh, coming. Oh, someone. Uh, all right, coming up next is the best head of hair in comedy, Luke Abranches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Pete just said that his girlfriend broke up with him, right? That's terrible, obviously. Uh, okay, oh, you broke up with her. All right, my B, my B, my B. As he said, I wasn't listening. <laughs> I'm just kidding, right? But, I mean, for me, I'm doing pretty great. You know what I mean? I just danced with a girl for the first time. I did. A school dance, you know what I'm saying? That's fire. Um, but weird things about breaks up, breakups in middle school, right? Like, I, I've never broken up with a girl, and a girl's never broken up with me because I've never dated a girl. But, right, the thing is, you can't, like, you can't argue with them. You know what I mean? You can't be like, you took my prime years away from me. Like, God, you know what I mean? You can't do that. And funniest thing, right, at this dance is uh, before it, like, I was in the car, right? I was really nervous. My mom asked me, she was like, oh, which girls are coming? Right? And you know, when your mom asks you that, right, you know she's trying to, like, figure out which one's your crush. So you always got to be, like, you always got to, like, hesitate right before your crush's name. You know what I'm saying? Right? You just got to be, like, uh, you're telling her that. And it's like, you're like, uh, yeah, Sophie's coming. Ella's coming. Um, who's that? Who? Uh, Ava. Yeah, Ava's coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And, but it's like, right, you got to do that. And I feel like, I feel like, Especially at dances, right? Especially in my age, I'm in eighth grade, right? The worst time for a girl in middle school is the end of the year. You know what I'm saying, right? Because that's when all the that's when all the boys are just ready to tell a girl they like her. You know what I mean? That's when they're just preparing. They're like, oh my god, school year's ending. I have to do this right now. And especially in eighth grade, you know what I mean? When they're about to go into high school, you know what I mean? It's like it's they're just so they're just so ready. And I am too. Like I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm just on a rant because, right, that's because what most of my material is right now because, like, you know, school dances in eighth grade. That's even the reason, right? And, um, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. My friends, they always, like, they try to be wingman, like a wingman to me. I don't know. It's, it's so weird, especially in middle school. You know what I mean? And, like, uh, during the school day and everything, right, like, uh, right, like I was talking to my friend, and we saw, like, we were watching my girl, right? We were watching a girl I liked, and she, uh, you could, in this situation, you could either get a cheeseburger or a pepperoni pizza, right? And my friend saw that my crush got a pepperoni pizza, and he's like, dude, you gotta get a pepperoni pizza, and you gotta get it. I'm like, but, like, why, though? I don't have to be the exact same person as my crush, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to do the exact same things as the girl I like, right? You know how screwed up that would be, right? Like, Come on, I, I wouldn't only date a girl who likes pepperoni pizza. Like, that's going to help me. You know what I mean? Like, I have to get that so it's a good conversation topic. You know what I mean? And uh, the, the weirdest part about that is he said that we have to, like, 
I have to get the thing, like, we have to be the same person, right? But it's like, that. okay, that's just a screwed up thing to me. I don't know, because you know what I mean? Like, interracial dating, all that stuff. I don't know, right? <laughs> Hella random. Hella, that's, that's what I was trying to imply. That's what I was trying to imply, but I'm still going to work on that, right? Uh, adding some punchlines, maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but... But I got COVID recently, right? And I, uh, and you know, during COVID, I had to just pass the time. So I, I rewatched the movie Coco, right? I, I rewatched it. And uh, yeah, did you guys here see the movie Coco? Yeah, you saw the movie. If you, if you haven't seen it, it's uh, about a little Mexican boy who illegally immigrates to heaven, right? If you haven't seen it. And, um, right? But basically in the movie, it's mainly based in heaven. That's where the movie is mainly based. And you know what I noticed, right? In Coco, there are only Mexicans, right? That's so screwed up since most of the movie is based in heaven. You know what that means, right? You know what that means, right? In Coco, right? In, he in Coco, in heaven, either only Mexicans can go to heaven, or in Coco, heaven is segregated, right? Isn't that, isn't that just so screwed up? That's just... That's just such a bad thought. And you know what? I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking if you watch the movie Coco. You're like, Luke, but they're all skeletons. They're all skeletons. There's not like, there's no skin color or anything. Yeah, but like, you saw what they were doing in the movie. You know what I mean? They were like all having maracas and shit, like yelling griots. Like, I doubt, I doubt any Republican white guy. I doubt any liberal, like Republican white guy would just be, go to heaven, right? And he's like, right? I, I can't imagine that. But, but I'm like, imagine if in real life, if Coco was right, in real life, heaven is segregated, right? Imagine like an African dude from Africa, right? He dies. He goes to heaven. You know what I mean? What would his heaven be like? Would it be like, would it just be like some, he wakes up, some dude with like really big ear places there, you know what I mean? Some guy yelling, Ibombe! And he's like, he's like, ah, uh, okay. I'm saying Africans people's, African people's heaven is Black Panther. You know Wakanda? I don't know. All right. Thank you, everyone. I'm Luca Branches. Woo. Get up to Luca Branches. Dating middle schoolers, same, bruh. All right, coming up next, uh, we got, we've got the very funny, I think, I don't know him very well, David Samuel. Is, they're not here. All right, uh, Hunter here? No? All right, uh, let's see who we got next. Da -da -da. All right, next up, even better, Daniel Guan. Uh, sir, you actually came back. I'm so surprised you're still here. Thank you for coming back. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, you know, I'm actually terrified of you because nowadays comics are getting slapped. Now they're getting tackled. This man's going to cane me if I don't do well. So you're going to see witness it live, guys. Um, happy May, which means it's also happy Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, right? Clap it up. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Shout out for the Asians. Yeah. And uh, in classic Asian fashion, we picked the most complex acronym for white people to say. Oh, my God. I've had my coworkers say, like, three different acronyms to me. And I'm just like, dude, I don't know if I need to figure out how to pronounce my last name or what my month is. Like, seriously. Um, and I understand why. Because actually, I think in the history of it, it started as AAPI month. Then it went to APAHM month. I've once heard someone say it's Asians plus month. Which I get, because you're trying to be like really inclusive, but I think uh, it's gonna, as long as they don't call it Yellow Month, you know, 
then I think we're just way too inclusive, guys. Like, we're celebrating Simpsons and people with jaundice. Like, that... Way too inclusive, guys. Um, it's also Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, May is a Mental Health Awareness Month. I started seeing a therapist recently. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, my therapist, she recently said, hey, I, know, I noticed that you keep comparing yourself. You need to really chill out, stop being so type A, and really learn to relax. Which I took that as you need to be less stereotypically Asian instead. Okay, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. Um, which I think is like a really weird, uh, you know, uh, you know, conflict because, uh, you know, on one hand I'm trying to celebrate my heritage while the other, I'm trying to conquer my old family trauma. So what I've decided to do instead is to start going to rallies, uh, and stop calling my parents. That's all right. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Um, yeah, I, uh, so yeah, guys, uh, I, I am, uh, I'm, a, I'm from Boston originally, which is, uh, I know shocking to a lot of people because I don't look or sound, uh, obnoxious, but, or as they say where I'm from, obnoxious, um, but, uh, I think being an Asian person from Boston gets a lot of weird responses here because by default, most people assume I am therefore the whitest Asian person in the Bay Area, which I understand. One time I was walking through Chinatown, a bunch of Chinese aunties came up to me and said that my Chinese sounds like a white person talking. Uh, and because uh, most of the time when they come up to me and they say, ni hao, uh, I just respond back with konnichiwa. So that's, <laughs> that's how white we're really talking here. Um, it's also a weird tag to be just called like whitest Asian person, right? Like how do you measure that in scale? Like are we talking like jar of mayonnaise white? or M&M white, I wanna pick which scale I wanna be on. One time, I took, one time I took a Chinese girl on a date here and she said she called me that same thing. And I think she was just upset because I took her to the most authentic place I know, uh, Panda Express. Um, I like Panda Express, don't get me wrong, cause most, cause you know, it really reminds me of home. Uh, it's the most authentic place cause uh, the homie Jose hooks it up with extra orange chicken, so. Um, I like San Francisco. I think it's a cool place. Y'all like a very liberal town, which really reminds me of Boston. But the one thing I noticed is that sometimes people uh, talk to talk, but they don't walk the walk sometimes. The uh, reason why I know this was because when the war in Ukraine broke out, uh, I was hanging out on a buddy's place on the rooftop, and the Salesforce towers lit up uh, blue and yellow for uh, obvious reasons. Then this, then this one guy comes up right next to me, stares at the tower with me, and he goes, huh. Yo, did the Warriors win something tonight, or like, what did I miss here, actually? <laughs> And I was really upset, uh, mostly because, not just because he wasn't a real social justice warrior, uh, but he's not even a real Warriors fan. So that's, that's how fucked up it really can be. Um, let's see. All right. I'll, uh, end on, I'll end on this last joke. Uh, yeah, like, so, uh, you know, my, my parents have lived here for the last 30 years, but uh, a lot of times people don't think that we really belong in this country, which is really fucked up. Because my dad's been in this country for 30 years. He's the most Boston person that I know. Like, he loves the Red Sox, he loves Duncan, and he's racist. So, like, what are we really missing here? Yeah, he even, like, because the stupid things that he learned English here, so now he just thinks you have to drop the R's all the time here as well. So he'll things, say things like, you know, uh, park is pack, or ka is ka. And uh, when he says park the ka in Harvard Yard, is son, why didn't you go to Harvard and buy me a ka instead? <laughs> all right, that's my time. I'm in Dan Guan. Thanks so much. Dan Guan. Uh, Wait, do I get comments? Yeah, or? yeah, you got uh, Dan sign up for comments. So uh, if anyone has a comment, fire away. Go for it. Anybody? Thanks, Kyle. I appreciate it. 
Um, I've, I mean, I've seen you. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you do uh, uh, the the Harvard Yard one a couple times, and just I think every time you get more confident with that, just like hearing it, it's fun. You know. My, my, my biggest fear is I don't know what jokes work in Boston that also work out here as well, or if, like how much like you know y'all know about like some like some of the stereotypical Boston stuff. But I'm glad that still hits. So Boston cream pie joke, I don't know. Which is uh, not actually from Boston, believe it or not. Hmm. I don't think so. Fire away, man. I like Boston stuff. I think they're like the funniest people in America. Really? Yeah. Because that's not what a lot of people, other people think I know from there. Yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate it. I think it. so. Okay. So more, more Boston stereotypes. No, that's just me. I like how he said they. Thank you for not You are me, also sir. the funniest people. Anyone else? No. All right, that cool. means you're perfect. You beat comedy. Yeah. Everyone give it up for Daniel Guan. All right, coming up, he's very, very funny. Give it up for Kyle Morrissey. Yeah. All right. You ready, Seamus? All right, cool. Uh, this is my impersonation of an anti-Semitic Beyonce concert. Uh, who runs the world? Whoa, whoa, chill. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we should we should stop we should stop acting like porn isn't unhealthy. It's a, it's a vice. You know, I think we we should look at it like it's a vice. Look at it like alcohol or tobacco, you know. Only do it socially. You know, if you're if your friend's watching porn by himself, be like, oh, he might have a problem. Treat 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 porn like like you know having a smoke you, you know use it as an excuse to meet someone at a shitty party you know hey you want to step outside and watch a gangbang like this sucks <laughs> porn I mean porn is like booze um you shouldn't do it while you're driving uh and too much of either you're not gonna be able to get it up with a real person so that's it. That's it. That's all I have on porn. My my girlfriend, well, no, it's it used to be girlfriend. My fiance uh, got a copper IUD. My girl, my fiance, my fiance got a copper IUD, which means that her periods are way less frequent, but the taste of pennies remains the same. Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind at all. Like if I'm down there, I just pretend Lincoln is up there. You know, Abraham. <laughs> You freed the slaves. Now you're freeing women from the shackles of consequence. All right. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't. What bothers me is the fact that it costs $1,500, the IUD, when it literally tastes like the cheapest form of American money. It literally tastes like pennies. Dude, $1,500 for one IUD, it kind of tastes like she could have gotten 100 IUDs for $1. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to assume you just have a bad cough and I'm not making you nauseous. That's, that's actually one reaction I wouldn't take as a compliment. You're chatty. I didn't, Pam's gone. You're, you're chatting it up. I didn't realize she actually brings order to this place. <laughs> um, my, uh, I, 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 I've been following Kanye West's divorce. Does your wife have alopecia? Oh, no. I'm getting all over the place now. 
you're because you're t- you're calm now. You're not you're you're relaxed. I do this thing where I, I I start off the set going, "Does anybody's wife have alopecia?" Even though it's irrelevant, I'm not willing to stop doing the joke yet. <laughs> it still works. There it is. Thank you. Well, yeah, a lot of comedians are getting attacked now. Um, I mean, even Pete Davidson, he didn't even say anything offensive. He just also pissed off the wrong black dude. Uh, Kanye is threatening to kill him because of the divorce. Kind of hope he does. You know, less competition uh, in terms of comedians, but also in terms of big dicks. Uh, but the way Kanye... Were you guys following it just when he was freaking out on the internet earlier on Instagram? He was just, you know, he's having a meltdown. It's embarrassing. It was just really embarrassing. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, I can't believe I fucking voted for this dude. For president. I don't remember any of the new stuff that I have. Good thing I'm going to go do eight more open mics tonight. <laughs> I'm going to be able to work it out. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Give it up for Kyle Morrissey. That's a lot of open mics. All right. Next up, coming to the stage, Brett Harper Jennings. Woo! Um, Okay, I have new stuff. Uh, I was thinking about sex ed in school, and um, I remember it was really confusing. because the sex ed teacher, um, she was very, very nervous. She's a very nervous woman, and uh, she it, she felt very uncomfortable talking about sex. And uh, so she'd whisper any words she didn't like, like any genitals. She would just kind of whisper. And um, she brought in all these diagrams and pictures. So she was going over all the different forms of contraception, and uh, f- for and she had pictures. And for I remember for pulling out, she had a picture of a puzzle piece. And I remember thinking that would be so much better for abstinence um, because she could be like, instead of sex, you could just do a puzzle. And I thought (laughs) that would be fun. Um, She also, pulling out was the most confusing because she just kept saying, like, I know it's supposed to happen uh, before the event. So she just kept saying it's supposed to happen before the event. And the event made it sound like it was going to be like a concert or, um, oh, hi, Denise. Uh, Or like, or at the worst, like a movie. And I remember she, yeah, she just, she just was very bad at it, explaining it. And, um, and the teacher kept being like, everyone take notes. And I'm still kind of confused about the whole thing. So that's my sexual education bit. Um, I really like eavesdropping. I love eavesdropping because I feel like it's very informative. Uh, These two guys were talking, and I only heard the end of their conversation. And one guy said to the other, uh, and uh, and that's how I married my therapist. And his friend was just like, um, oh, that's great. And I love that because I feel like I have a lot of trouble talking to people and relating to people. And I and now it's like when you hear a conversation, you just know how to react. Like if that ever happened to me, I would know how to answer. Um, that's all my eavesdropping stuff. Oh, this isn't, this is just interesting. I was listening into, I listened into my roommate's conversations and, um, one of my roommate's cats is dying and, and, um, and her mom called her and was like, uh, it's not your fault. And it wasn't her fault. Her cat was just old. I just think that's a very dramatic thing to say. 
um, when someone's dying because <laughs> it like obviously wasn't her fault. Um, I like sexual harassment trainings. I take a lot of them uh, from someone for someone who works from home, and I, <laughs> I they're always they're always trying to be very empowering. Like they always have like an older female executive um, preying on like a younger male intern. And uh, and the problem with that is that I always side with the harasser because uh, I'm like it's so hard to be vulnerable and she's doing it. Um, wow, this goes so fast. Okay, uh, okay, let's see if this is works. Um, my uh, my name is last name is Jennings. Uh, it used to be Green, but my great grandfather murdered someone, and. Um, <laughs> And so uh, they changed the name. And my great-grandmother, uh, they didn't like leave town. They just changed their name in the same town. Um, and I think people caught on. Um, and oh, and anyway, my dad, my dad's very private. Uh, like I remember in high school, I asked him his middle name. And he was like, don't ask questions. And I was like, OK. And he just, so we just weren't supposed to, I think it's Douglas, but I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I think I saw his birth certificate once. But um, he. Uh, he's very secretive, but for some reason when I was very young, he sat me down and told me this. And when he told me I was very young and I just thought like, I don't know, I thought murder was kind of like marriage. Like, uh, you know, everyone does it. You kind of have you kind of have to at some point and, and some people do it more than others. And that's OK. Everyone's different. And I, it created a lot of anxiety because I was like, oh, I've got a murder and I didn't know, like, what would my tool be? And um, and my dad had these really old rifles from like the 1880s, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just use that." Um, and they don't, I don't think they work, but I did. Yeah, um, that's all. Thanks. Brett Harper Jennings. All right, there's some shuffling. So, uh, all right, it's gonna be Gula, then Monty, uh, and then Pete. I think yeah, Pete, and then Denise. All right, so next up we've got, come to the stage, Gula Finman. Hi, everyone. Yeah, you're still here. Um, wow, I look corporate as fuck today. <laughs> um, I did just come from corporate. Um, the thing is, like, honestly, it's pretty radical. Stop talking in my set. Yeah, I'm busy. I got the talking stick. Yeah, but I'm just like corporate, but you know, like I am corporate. But the thing is for me, like being corporate is kind of like rebellious and radical because I'm the first person in my bloodline to hold a corporate job. Like I swear, like my great great grandparents in the shtetl were like peasants. And then like my great grandparents, I don't know, just like butchers and seamstresses and guidance counselors. My dad's a rabbi. My mom was a stay at home mom and a clown. Um, and I think like the psychological shift that allowed me to have a corporate job that d differentiated me from my ancestors was uh, Adderall. That's it. Um, I, I take Adderall. You guys uh, ever meet like a? You guys are kind of bo bo boomers. I don't like the, I don't like to separate us by these constructs. But like you you guys didn't get Adderall, right? Or, or ADD medication. You guys just got smacked and whatever. And so like you meet people like this, and it's just like. They don't, they just, they just get to be their self, you know, like my, you know, they don't have to like do an Excel file ever. They just, you know, but I, I, uh, I'm really good at my job because I'm really good at taking my medication. Um, yes, yes, yes. Um, but the thing is about like having a job and then doing comedy every night is like, I don't, I don't have time to do my laundry, you know, 
I have a bunch of jokes about that, but right now, like my, my shit is a mess. Um, like I just stripped my bed today and I meant to do my laundry and instead it's just like at home and I know I'm going to get home at like midnight and there's just a pile of laundry outside the washing machine. Cause I didn't going to like take out the rest of the load. And it just got me thinking like, what the fuck is up with like white duvets and like who has them? Like who has the confidence that they're just going to keep a white duvet right and it's like as a woman it's like you're gonna bleed on it you know it might be just like from an uncomfortable blister on your shoe foot whatever but like white is fucked up and then i was thinking well maybe black and then what what happens if you have a black duvet cover what what do you see come not good black is not good for for cum stains you know and then it's like, well, you could get like a busy, you get stuck with, you know, if you, if, so if you're white, you're stuck with the blood. If you're black, you got black sheets, you're stuck with the cum stains. And if you get like a busy floral, you're stuck with a busy floral, you know, and nobody wants a fucking busy floral sheet. So my, my duvet is slowly developing a design. So I have a white one. Um, it's tie dyed with like meals over the course of a year. Um, cool. And then I will end with saying, oh yeah, I was on the on BART right after a Giants game and it was packed. And there was this, you know, the four, like the four thing. So this woman sits down, she was already sitting and she, she was like hot too, you know? And she had like long nails, she was really dialed up and she had her gorgeous boots just across from her taking over an extra fucking seat. And so I was so pissed at her. I wasn't gonna like start talking. She had her ear pods in, I'm not a monster, but I sat in her, in her little quadrant and she was like, eye roll like I can't believe you're taking my space and there's like old people standing I'm like you monster and then this guy comes and sits next to her and he's like this big fat dude and he gets all in her personal space and he's like sorry and then she's like oh my god everyone's taking up my space but then he goes and then I was like psyched that this guy was bothering her and he's like are you alone and I was like yeah he's like calling her out on her stuff and she's like yeah he's like well you're really beautiful where are you getting off and then suddenly I was like, holy shit, I've switched teams so hard. And I just looked at him in the face and I was like, are you going to be a problem? And I don't have enough time to finish that joke. But that really happened yesterday. Okay, bye. Woo, give it up for Gula. All right. Is this on? All right, cool. Uh, all right, next up we've got the artist known only as Monty. Monty, you here? Last call for Monty. All right, no Monty. Next up to the stage, we've got Pete Ballmer. Huh? He, oh, we are. Who was the Who was the guy who just came up to me? Who was the, all right, I think he left. Whatever. Uh, next up, even better, we've got Denise Lee. Did he leave? What is happening? Pete, do you want to come back? You want to come up, Pete? Oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> just the white man cutting him on. Just kidding. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's see. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Let's see. Uh, so my parents are immigrants. My parents are immigrants to the United States, and they came here so that I could have all these freedoms that they didn't have, right? Like voting and freedom of speech. Then they found out I was doing stand-up comedy. They were like, that's too much freedom of speech. 
once I asked my parents uh, why they chose to, oh, okay, sorry. This is part of another joke that I new tag. Okay. Anyway, so my parents live in Texas. And once I asked my parents why they chose to move to Texas, and my dad replied without missing a single beat, there's a lot of all-you-can-eat buffets. <laughs> I was like, you left your home country, gave up everything you knew for a good deal on food? I was like, that's respect. I get it. I get it. Uh, I'm a very lazy person. Nobody ever believes me when I say that. I think it's because I have a lot of like immigrant energy where people just automatically assume I'm always giving my best effort. So I've been coasting on that inaccurate assumption for most of my life. I don't do anything at work, but nobody thinks I'm lazy and stupid. Like everybody thinks I'm a very hard worker who's stupid, <laughs> which kind of feels worse almost. Like I think they're afraid to fire me just because I have the face of someone who tries so hard, you know? All right, here's a new one. Um, I, I love the library. I love the library so much. I get an adrenaline rush every time I walk in there, just knowing how everything is free, you know? Uh, and I love a good deal of paying $0, okay? Like I always, whenever I check out books, I always like to look at the back and like see how much they cost at full price, see how much money I saved. Like last time I went to the library, I saved $400 on books I most likely will not finish. Uh, and I did check out an $87 vintage edition of the Communist Manifesto for free. Am I gonna read that shit? Absolutely not, but it felt a little symbolic, you know? <laughs> Here's a secret I recently learned. Uh, they stopped, the San Francisco Public Library has stopped charging late fees on books. And when I learned this fact, I orgasmed immediately because I now have $400 worth of new books. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay, um, so have you guys seen how whenever Asians take pictures, they always have like the peace sign? You know, I never really understood why they did it, but every time I visit my cousins in Taiwan, like they would always take pictures with the peace sign, which made things very awkward because uh, once we went to like the family cemetery plot and it was like a whole emotional thing and we were all taking pictures in front of it. Everyone was looking various, very serious and sad and I was standing there looking very serious and sad, but with like a peace sign. So that was kind of weird, you know. Okay, I, you know what? I just really don't think I like that joke anymore. I just, it was, it was a nice idea for a day. Okay, um, let's see. What, let's see if there's like one more we can do. Um, okay, yeah, let's just, let's just leave it at that. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Give it up for Denise Lee. All right, coming up next, sorry for skipping you last time, the man with two Jewish first names, David Samuel. Two Jewish first names. Isn't it? It's a, it's a Jewish, it's a whole Jewish name. It's like the whole thing. This is good. Uh, 
It's cool because uh, actually I'm, I'm ethnically Jewish, but I was raised Catholic. That's a fun fact about me. Which means I still have foreskin because my dad thought, where else is he going to put his schmegma, you know? And so I still got that. Got a little pouch down there. Uh, that's gross. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I was I was uh, I was the only Jew in my hometown. Well, there was a, uh, there was one other Jew at my high school. That was my brother. It was just us two. Uh, we were holding it down out there. But now I live in a big city. I experience something new. I get Jew checked. I don't know if everyone's been Jew checked before, but now they hear my name. They see my face. They say David Samuel. Pretty Jewish name. Are you Jewish? And I lie. I say yeah, I am. And. Uh, and then they go, oh, yeah, well, uh, what was your rabbi's name? That's the Jew check that they do. What was your rabbi's name? And for me, it was uh, Father O'Hanigan. You know, it's not really, I don't really, I thought Hanukkah was a piercing for a long time. Um, but, yeah, it's cool. I just turned 27. I've had uh, 29 different jobs. That's the real number. It's a lot of jobs. Uh, someone told me recently that's two standard deviations away from the normal. I don't exactly know what that means, but it does sound better than telling people I'm a loser. It just has like a, like a sweeter ring to it, you know? I don't even think I want a job. I think I'm just addicted to people telling me I'm hired. Like that. <laughs> like that feels unbelievable, right? They're like, welcome to Red Robin. I'm like, me? <laughs> Aren't I the bell of the fucking ball? Like, But... I've only ever had like real jobs in like the service industry. I've never had like a fake job. I really want a fake job. Like uh, apartment maintenance technician. That seems like a pretty fake job to me. Because like shit will break in my hands. <laughs> is, is that what you do? Let me just, no, it's not. What's, he has a real job. You actually fix things. Is that what it is? Pretty quiet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but apartment maintenance technician. What? What's up? Oh, that's okay. You guys got dueling canes. I like that, dude. All right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, fuck was I? T oh yeah. Apart. <laughs> I want a fake job, like an apartments apartment maintenance technician. That seems pretty sweet. Cause like shit will break in my house. I'll be like, hey, my dishwasher's broken, and the apartment maintenance guy comes out and he just spends two hours. And after two hours, he just comes up to me and goes, yeah, it's broken. I'm like, yeah, that's okay. It's like a fun job. Let's see what else. I don't know. I've never. I worked at a Carl's Jr. for a long time. And my manager at the Carl's Jr., uh, one day, like a friend of his pulls up into the drive-thru. And I hear him exclaim to him. He goes, man, I told you I'd run this bitch one day. And I was so jealous of that in that moment. It's like, man, I wish I had dreams, you know. Okay, what's up, Kelly? All right. Try something else. Uh, my dad's 76 years old. That's how old my dad is. I'm the oldest. He's a pretty old man. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced like senile and horny, but horniness definitely, it just like fights through. No matter how old you get, like men's horniness, it's just like my dad will forget my name, but still creep the waitress out. Like it's unbelievable. Okay. We'll figure it out. Um. Let's see. Did I get the horn already? I've ten. Okay, that's it then. All right. Thank you guys so much. Give it up for me. Yeah. Give it up for David Samuel. All right. Pam just put the blonde girl who I don't know her name. Is that you? All right. Coming up to the stage, 
my best friend, the blonde girl who Pam doesn't know her name. Woo! <laughs> Hi, you guys. So, a fun fact about me is that I'm a stripper. And I think blonde girl who I don't know her name should be my new stripper name. I won't tell you my real one because I honestly don't really want to see any of you at my job. Um, but yeah, I'm a stripper. Uh, and yesterday was Mother's Day. Um, so that was really cool. I had to work Mother's Day because all of the mom strippers called out. And they got Mother's Day off. Uh, so I had to work. Um, and I have a mom too, you know, I do. A lot of people think I don't because I look like this and I'm a stripper. Um, but <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't speak to her, it's been a while. Um, but the person in my phone named mom is actually the house mom at my stripper job. Um, and they're pretty similar. I only see them every once in a while. Uh, and they both seem to think that they've done enough for me to constitute that uh, I should owe them money at the end of every night. Um, only one of them's tried to sell me ketamine, though. Um, and when I asked her if me being pushed out of her vagina would constitute a friend some family discount, she was kind of offended. So that's over <laughs> for now. Um, yeah, but th the good thing about uh, stripping is that we're usually pretty overstaffed on Father's Day. So I have a pretty much guaranteed day off in June. Um, too bad I don't really have a dad to spend that with either. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, my mom, my relationship with my mother is a little rocky. Um, but she did do a lot of things for me that I should be grateful for. One of them was she helped me get laid earlier than a lot of my friends. Um, yeah, it was kind of weird though. Like, she really did have a thing for registered sex offenders. So, <laughs> wasn't really similar to any of my friends' first times. But um, when she did find out what happened to me, she was really upset, you know? Like, she was really, she was like, I can't believe this happened to you. I can't believe he would do that to you. And I was like, yeah, man, it sucked. I was eight, I didn't really talk like that, but. <laughs> She was really upset because she was like, man, he never pipes it down for me like that. How'd you get him to do all that shit? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, I have more jokes. I don't know where they went. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, being, being a stripper is really, it can be really difficult sometimes. Um, because people people really illegitimize your job. Like, oh man, your job's so easy. Like, you don't have to work for your money. You just have to look hot. And then I see them outside of work and they're like, wait, no, that actually must be a lot of work for you, dude. Like, more power to you. The hardest workers in America are not immigrants. They're lesbian strippers. Um. <laughs> Makes, it makes my job actually a lot easier to be gay because I can interact with most of the men at my job. Um, and it, it's, it's not that it makes it easier for me to m not be attracted to them because if you have to pay to see titties, you're probably not that cute anyway. Um, but it helps because it, it doesn't ruin my perception of men. That was already done for me. Uh, again, I'm a stripper. Don't have a dad. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, 
Yeah, I think I'm going to leave it at that. Thanks. I've been uh, the blonde girl whose name that guy doesn't know. Uh, Annie Lester, thanks, you guys. Woo! Annie Lester. Hey, Pam's the one who didn't know your name, all right? I know your name now, I think. Um, all right, next up, he's very, very funny. He's parked very, very illegally. Coming up, Kelly Evans. This is where you go. Woo! What? Thank you for all your support. Fucking hell. All right. Holy shit. I mean, uh, I've had a better round of applause doing an open mic at a strip club, actually. That was, uh, yeah, at Crazy Horse, which I just figured out recently was a way of saying crazy whores, but you can put it on a billboard. I was like, crazy horse? Oh, I got it. <laughs> it took me a year and a half to figure that out. I am going to fail at comedy. I am not. Holy shit, puns are not my thing. I think I'm autistic in that sense. Anyway, uh, what the fuck is going on out there? Uh, I, I'm from Texas, as most of you know. So when I moved here, I had uh, a good... There were like family members that were trying to convince me not to move here. And then my uncle actually said, you move to San Francisco, you're going to fuck dudes in no time. I was like, you were fucking stupid. I already did that, you know? I fucking... I got that done already. I did that... <laughs> A bit of that. Honestly, I'm not gay, but I figured it out. You know, you got to go through uh, a few dicks sometimes. Um, yeah, I, but the thing is, I love my uncle. He was my dad, not like in an Arkansas way. Like he was just, I didn't have a dad. He was my filling dad, you know, like that. Besides, he would never fuck my mom. He's not, she's not his type. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, it, so I love him, even though he's flawed. You know, but kind of the way you love your parents, right? You have to love your parents, even though they make bad ideas. But also, fuck him, you know? Fuck that guy. He sucks, you know? I love him, but fuck him. I mean, that's most relationships, right? That's like, I love you, but fuck you in the face, too, you know? Happy Valentine's Day. That's kind of, anybody's love life reflect that now? <laughs> Just me? All right. He's, uh, he's a conspiracy theorist, but, so, I, but since we have a relationship, I try to talk him out of, some of his dumber beliefs. And uh, at Christmas, he was like, Democrats are eating babies. <laughs> I was like, that is not true. Democrats are not eating babies. They're fucking teenagers. But that's that's different. It's mostly, mostly Bill Clinton. Uh, but that's also a bipartisan issue they can all get behind. You know, they're like, let's fuck these kids. They're like, eh, reach across the aisle. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's true. Uh, there's an island for it, evidently. Um, anyway. So, uh, oh, fuck, yeah. He, he. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm from Texas. Maybe just because it's a super masculine state. But he was always trying to, like, convince me to be, like, tough, you know, and, like, do sports and be athletic. And uh, I broke my ankle uh, walking across a speed bump. So I don't feel like that's a Tom Brady move, you know? Like, I don't think. I have the joints of an 80-year-old postmenopausal arthritic woman. Like that's where I am physically. Yeah, he told me when I was a kid, he was like, um, he's like, you're gonna have to lie about being smart because otherwise people are gonna beat you up. And I was like, it's a fucked up thing to tell a kid, you know? And he was absolutely right. I got the shit kicked out of me. I was, I was like, do not talk about the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> you know, like, fucking shit. <laughs> I was a loser. Um, yeah. Sorry, right, I grew up and am still kind of a loser, but I am at least bigger now, so that's cool. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, in relationships, I like when I start dating someone, I like to play it like really cool. You know, I'm very aloof. I'm just like, I don't care what you do. You know, like doesn't matter to me. You know, I'm laid back, do what you want. And usually they're like, all right, well, I'm going to see other people. I'm like, no, no, I was just kidding. Please, I love you. I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't leave. Because <laughs> I cannot handle it. I am not actually loop at all. I care way too much. <laughs> I fucking am so invested. It's trying to play cool does not work. Don't do it. Um, but also, like, I don't even know how to, how do you ask somebody out now? I don't know how to do, like, partner is a thing people say now. But that just feels like we're going to work in a law firm together. I don't know, like, are we filing paperwork? I don't, re it's just, it's weird to me. That feels too technical. And then girlfriend is evidently a gendered term and I can't use that because we live in the fucking, I don't know where we are. The twilight zone, I don't understand. Things change every day and I feel like I'm just getting further and further behind. And uh, I think that's it actually. I think I'm done. All right, that's, thank you. You've been wonderful. Kelly Evans. All right, uh, did I miss anyone? Just wanna make sure I didn't miss anyone. All right, thank you very much, everyone. It's been Muni Joke Workshop with your host, Josh Katsky, who will not be invited to host again. All right, thanks, everyone.
Face and do 